Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We now have first person intel from inside the Westview anomaly. What are we looking at here? Is it an alternate reality, time travel? It's a sitcom. Starring two Avengers? That's a working theory. Well, I know the apron is a bit much, dear, but I am doing my best to blend in. Hello, dear. Hiya, kid. Hiya, kiddos. Life moves pretty fast out in the suburbs. I think something's wrong here. <laughs> Should we just take it from the top? Wanda. Wanda. I don't know how any of this started. What is outside of Westfield? Yeah, I'm not sure what that's about. It's probably just a case of the Mondays. <laughs> Am I right? Today we have songwriting duo Kristen Anderson-Lopez and Robert Lopez as our guests on Behind the Screen. The husband and wife team are currently nominated for two Emmys for WandaVision's main title theme music and song Agatha All Along, which in the Marvel Disney Plus series reveals that nosy neighbor Agnes, played by Katherine Hahn, was actually the witch Agatha Harkness. The songwriters won Oscars for Let It Go from Frozen and Remember Me from Coco, and Grammys for Let It Go and the Frozen soundtrack. Robert Lopez also won a pair of daytime Emmys for Wonder Pets and Tonys for Avenue Q and the Book of Mormon, making him a remarkable EGOT who has won each of the four awards at least twice. An Emmy win next month would put Anderson Lopez one Tony away from joining her husband with EGOT status. I'm Carolyn Jardina. Welcome to The Hollywood Reporter's Behind the Screen. So thank you both for joining us. Thanks for having us. Let's begin with how you found yourself on the WandaVision project. In college, uh, I met this guy named Matt Shackman. Um, We had done some plays together. He directed a production of The Tempest, and he let me write the music for it. Um, It was performed in the Yale swimming pool, and um, it was by all... It was a really fun process that I'm not sure how fun it was to watch for the uh, for the audience. But um, we stayed in touch for a long time, and Matt became um, a, a real um, successful director of some of our favorite episodes of television ever. Um, for example, the uh, the Nightman Cometh Thrones. episode. Well, I was going to say the Nightman uh, Cometh episode of It's Always Sunny, um, which I think is the funniest musical television episode. Ever and um, and so and we knew his wife through Disney, so we were just kind of you know Hollywood friends, 
And he asked us one summer, I guess, 18, to to come aboard WandaVision. And my God, I mean, we our, our two daughters uh, were just coming into that age group of being obsessed with Marvel. Um, and it was a no-brainer. Game of Thrones. He also had directed some of our favorite Game of Thrones episodes. And I actually think it was summer of 19, he asked us. But right before Frozen 2 opened, uh, he called us like, Right around this time, August, um, and we we had just finished writing Frozen 2, and we had this little pocket of time between um, finishing Frozen 2 and having to campaign and, you know, do all the press for Frozen 2. So it was this wonderful two-month pocket of time to take a huge deep dive into television and music for television and all of these things that informed who we are. So what did you think when you found out that WandaVision would occur over a series of decades of classic television? Uh, I was psyched because, honestly, my childhood, while other people, you know, we're watching all these Olympic athletes right now who have trained since they were three for this job. I've been watching TV and especially watching, like, the sitcom... um, uh, The sitcom history of TV since I was a tiny little kid, like we, if I was sick at school, I'd wake up and I'd be like, Oh, I'm sick. I get to watch. I love Lucy. And then my three sons and then that girl. And then like you go through the decades in in the Northeast, at least you would, you'd have a deep dive into television history as the day got later and later until finally you'd sort of slam up to like three's company and uh, what's happening and then end in family ties at night. So let's talk about the nominated song, Agatha, all along. This occurs in a, at a pivotal time in the story. Would you talk about the idea and also the period inspirations? Sure. That was a that one was, um, every, everything, all of the songs were sort of conceived by the writers because they knew the style of songs they wanted for, for all the intros through the decades, and, uh, for example. And, and some of them even had little um, dummy lyrics that sort of helped us figure out exactly what they were after. Um, and the one that they had written for that episode was, was called That's So Agatha. Um, it was, uh, and I guess, I guess the idea being kind of like a That's So Raven feeling. And um, we, we sort of struggled with that. We weren't sure if that was the right way to go with it. And um, we loved the, we loved the title. Um, but at some point we were, we were thinking of actually that Marlo Thomas that girl and um, the idea of like Agatha all along, like you were, you were in love with Agatha all along. All of a sudden, you remember that it was Agatha all along. Uh, that that sort of um, that was the next step on the journey to discovering it. But that whole idea felt a little too. We tried. We actually wrote a draft or like half of a draft. Of Do you want to play idea. it? Bobby, are I, you I don't, able I to? I can't remember it. It was like, Agatha all along. <laughs> um. I thought it was, yeah, it was like Agatha all along. And and I yeah. <laughs> I wasn't feeling it. I, I And it's very, very rare that Bobby will write something that I'm not feeling. Most of the time he writes something and that in, instantly makes me go, oh, give me, give me 10 minutes. And I, I'm like, put it in my phone and I run off to my room so I can be alone with the music and, and go with, run with that inspiration. But in this case, I wasn't loving what he had written. And I guess I I got a lot of the ideas for um, these songs 
early in the morning. I was having trouble sleeping, I guess, because Frozen 2 was about to to open up. So I'd have these three in the morning moments of inspiration. And I think at three in the morning, one day I was like, we should look at the Adams family and the Munsters. Like we should go to that goth witchy kind of place that TV does have history in. And so I, I was like, what about, uh, what about if we went in a Munsters kind of way? And I think Bobby played a vamp. Is that right? Is that the order you, you did? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Because we already <laughs> I mean... had that theme and I ran into the shower and I think I came out of the shower and the lyric was written. Um, I, I, like, <laughs> and I was like, it's got to be done with Oompa Loompa voices. I want to have that Oompa Loompa, you know, who, what do you get when you're hun, 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 when you gobble down sweets? I wanted it to have that 60s male chorus thing. Um, and then, then we just kept, you know, all of our partners kept plussing it, adding, adding in Catherine Hahn. Dave Metzger's incredible orchestrating uh, prowess that that adds so much to our collaboration on every project. Um, his his mastery of brass in particular is pretty great. And then the TikTok people, uh, like then the way that the audience responded to it was all, just magical to us. Do you want to talk about that, Bobby? I mean, we none of us had any idea that this song was different from any of the other songs. Um, you know, I think our favorite one was the 80s, just because we're 80s kids. And, uh, and we love that the song got to be a little bit longer and a little bit maybe deeper and more emotional. But then um, Agatha came out and all of a sudden it was, you know, the first one I remember was a, it was just a an edit of Goofy, it was someone in a goofy suit dancing at the contemporary um, restaurant in Orlando. And uh, it somehow synced out perfectly to, to Agatha all along. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was like a horrible Friday in February. We were all in extreme pandemic fatigue. The world was very gray on the, in the Northeast. Um, and here through our little phones and our computers came came just so much audience creativity uh, and riffing on the way we skipped, we skipped, we skipped a part. We skipped Catherine. I mean, we got to record the song, you know, first we recorded it ourselves and then we did the orchestra and then we got to do it with Catherine over zoom, kind of like this. And, um, and she, there was so much personality just coming out of the screen. Um, It was just insane. It was so much fun to work with her. We, had never met her. We had, we really didn't know her. Um, we didn't even know that she was such a singer, but she really nailed it. And, um, and then there was a, there was the extra addition of the last line, the, uh, Sparky, I killed Sparky too. And she did a little version of that line in our session, but she had already recorded what would become, uh, I killed Sparky too. Um, she, she had already filmed it, right? She had filmed that, right. That was done on set. And we only saw that for the first time when we, you know, when it came out, and that really, that really caps it. And the big witchy cackle at the end, like that, that really, really helped. <laughs> um, it's it's a podcast, so I'm not going to dance for you, but um, 
uh, I, I will describe, I, I will describe the Catherine Hahn, uh, dance and, you know, she, some people when they're in a studio get very shy and very still because they think, oh, the microphone's going to pick up everything. Not Catherine Hahn. She was like, <laughs> you know, it's been Agatha. La, la, la. Like she really, she would fling her arms out and just move her hips and like, just get into this incredibly earthy earthy place to to um bring this song to life it was it was incredible yeah for a second we forgot we were in a pandemic (laughs) yes (laughs) let's listen to the song So you're also nominated for the main title sequence with so many different styles in the episode. Um, How did you come upon the music that we'd use for the main title? You know, ours is a very unique nomination in that we have a new main title for every episode uh, and we go through the decades. But I think we ultimately landed on the 80s mainly because it's our favorite it's it's the longest it's the one that sort of captured the pandemic for us um you know making it up as we go along is really became our theme song from the second that uh, our kids school said closed indefinitely <laughs> and we had to figure out like where are we getting groceries from how are we going to do our work um and, you know, so there's still that line. And there will be days we won't know which way to go. <laughs> I still have that when things when things are like, oh, now there's the Delta variant. Here we go. Um, that's why we chose yeah. the 80s. I mean, there's a there's an element of in a in any marriage and in mine and Kristen's for sure of just a really happy song playing all the time that is your love and your family and everything that's right. And then there's also uh, a concurrent theme of just crisis after crisis, after emotional crisis, after terif- terrifying um, n- nightmare <laughs> situation. Uh, it just, it, it seems to be a, a balance between the two things. There's, there's your blessings and then there's the stuff you have to get through together. And that's what WandaVision felt like it was about on one level. So that song, particularly for us, making it up as we go along, felt like uh, the, the expression of that idea. Crossing our fingers, singing a song, we're making it up as we go along. Through the highs and the lows, we'll be right, we'll be wrong.
Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. And would you talk about recording it during the pandemic? Well, in this in this case, um, we, we normally don't have this. Normally, we record a demo, and then the actors um, that we hire to play whatever role normally record it. So, you know, there was a demo of Let It Go, and then Adina comes and pluses it in an incredible way. In this case, the the demo is the recording. It is our voices on um, on the recording that is out there. And that's also kind of special to us. It would only have happened in a pandemic. Normally, we would have had a big session. Maybe we would have had like Lizzie and Paul do it um, and and see, see what that was. But in this case, we didn't really... Um, have time to, to, or, or the resources at the moment to be able to record it with any, any big star. And so that, so it's us. I think Kristen's, I love Kristen's voice. I mean, we're, we're both uh, sort of frustrated singers on some level, but I think Kristen, Kristen's never sounded better. And um, uh, I was, you know, secretly, secretly pleased and proud to be able to, to, let that out into the world and have other people hear it. Bobby has this great Christopher Cross quality when he wants to, um, you know, like sailing, do it, do it, Bobby, do it. I- <laughs> <laughs> sailing. I don't know. Um, yeah, I can't do it on command, but um, yeah, I, I like to, I like to be sort of a vocal mimic. Yeah. I, I like to, I, I, I think part of my um, mojo musically comes from, comes from just channeling other people and pretending to be them and doing a Mandy Patinkin or doing a Christopher Cross or doing, you know, this person or that person. Um, I like to, I like to pretend I'm, I'm the artists that I love. And also the, the artists that we love, especially those that were singing and just feeding us content when we were, 10 through 12, they say that 10 through 12, you have more synopses than you've ever had before in your life. Um, and so you're the most open and then it, you save the ones that you use the most. And for some weird reason, the synopses that got saved are all jingles and theme songs that I watched on TV from that time. So ask any jingle from the 1980s, um, and I can sing any product um, or any theme song from any TV show. It lives in there. I can't remember what I ate for lunch an hour ago, but I can sing you every word of the Big Red theme song or Coke Is It or The Family Would you Ties. sing one of them for us? <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> sure. Um, so Kiss. How about Honeycombs? Oh. oh, yeah. Honeycombs is, is probably the most idiotic and amazing like honeycomb's big yeah 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 it's not small no 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 honeycomb's got the big big taste big big taste and a big big bite <laughs> <laughs> and it lives there forever <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like when you were working with the marvel team on these songs 
I mean, it was such a joy. I we're used to musicals, which are also a joy. I mean, we we love to um, to to write to tell stories uh, through songs, but um, they're very long projects, and we we originate them very often. We very rarely come in midway, um, and none of the work is ever done for us. And so there's a lot of collaborative struggle. They take a lot out of you. Uh, and this project was more like, instead of being the architects of it, we were really kind of doing the window dressing. We were sort of um, decorating the lobby of these buildings. And um, and there there wasn't a lot to be said. You know, They knew what they wanted. It was a great idea. The whole thing worked out wonderfully the the biggest the biggest obstacle was covid and and filming the thing in the pandemic um and you know the the all the collaboration was really a joy we get we get notes we'd address the notes songs would get better and and everyone would be happy it was just a hundred percent harmony the whole way through it was it was very rare it was it was so it's very rare and we all had shared references too i mean obviously bobby and matt Shackman went to the same college um, around the same time. We all love the same theater. We all love the same TV. Kevin Feige you know, grew up watching the same shows we did. So all the way up the chain, we're referencing the same uh, influences that the executive is is referencing. And that makes a huge difference as well. Um, so it was really like we would get, we'd read the scripts that they gave us we'd instantly get inspired. We'd write it almost in a day. Like we, we would wake up and I'd be so excited. Like today's the seventies. By the time I got out of the shower, I'd have an idea, I'd toss it to Bobby. He'd, he'd go while I dried my hair, he'd go to the piano. And, you know, sometimes we'd have the song written by noon and recorded by three. Um, and that is very rare and very fun. And one thing I'd like to add is, um, a shout out to Jack Schaefer, who who really conceived the show, and you know she really she really broke this amazing idea, especially because she's a female creator, and and we really need to continue to point out when a female does something because we get dismissed so much more often. What did you think of working on this sort of television schedule compared with when you're doing a film? Oh, it's you know. It's apples and oranges um, because a film, you know, the films that we work on, we're also creating the characters and the plot and the world. Um, and so it's hours and hour, years of creating drafts along with our collaborators. You know, as Bobby said, it's very arduous collaborative work and we're very much uh, part of, of the creation of everything. In this case, the scripts were mostly done, and our job was just to make sure that we we set the tone in the and and occasionally we had to do some expository information like the opening newlywed couple just moved to town. Um, we had to kind of do a few expository lyrics here and there, but mostly it was creating the tone, creating the time, um, and. And then we would sometimes go a little extra mile and try and really get theme in there um, because we love, we, I, I call myself a theme stress. I love to, uh, <laughs> maybe I should call it theme threat. <laughs> 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 uh, I really love to make sure our lyrics always really lay down theme. So what's next for both of you? 
We have a lot of projects, but I'm not sure if any of them are on the on the. Um, or we were able to discuss any of them, right, Kristen? I'm not sure if any of them. We're have allowed been to talk about. We're allowed to talk about Prince and the Dressmaker. Oh, right. Um, Prince and the Dressmaker is a graphic novel by Jen Wang um, that is a wonderful, wonderful fairy tale with a little bit of a twist uh, on gender roles. And we're having the best time working on it with Amy Herzog, who's this incredible playwright. And I was just listening. We were listening to the songs because we have to write one more. Um, we were listening more. to the songs, two more. And I was, I was like, this, this is going to be fun the way I'm imagining it. I'm, I'm very excited for, for the world. I'm just hope, I hope movies, <laughs> movies are there because we've written yes. one <laughs> and, and we would very much uh, like to share it with the world. Yeah. This would be our first movie, a live action movie musical. Um, and it's a real, um, opulent uh, costume piece from the turn of the century and uh, with the f- idea of a fairy tale in there it's a costume um period piece and uh, and it's 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 going to be beautiful when if and when it gets done and we've got I don't, I don't think we can say anything else about it but i can say that we're working on an original streaming musical um with some wonderful collaborators but i think that's all i'm allowed to say at this time and you also recently worked on the uh, the, we, the We the People project for Netflix. Oh, yes. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you for, for <laughs> knowing that, more knowing us better than we know ourselves. Um, yes. Yeah, we, that's we, right. We got to write, we got notes from Obama. That was fun. Like, the president wants you to use and instead of the, or the, the, president, <laughs> the, the president wants you to know that the Constitution was ratified in a different year than you think it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently the constitution there was like a, uh some blurry some blurry well, we had a line and, about yeah there was a line about back in 1789 and he was like well it would have been before that because they they ratified it in in 1789 <laughs> um so yes it's really cool to get um notes from obama and uh and then we the amazing adam lambert just sings his face off uh, about the Bill of Rights. And then we got to have a super fun summer project with Lin-Manuel where we were talking about the balance of power and we decided to approach it like a game. And, uh, and each of us took a branch of the government. So I wrote the president, uh, uh, like a badass female president. Um, Bobby took on the Supreme Court and Lynn did the Congress. Uh, but he brought in David Diggs to um, because he was ha- Lynn was voicing both branches of the of the Congress, and we had to bring in David, who I think is the uh, House of Representatives, um, and Lynn is uh, the Senate. Yeah, that was so much fun because we we actually did do a separation of powers ourselves, and we kind of he was like, okay, well, why don't we each go in a different room and take half an hour and come back with. With our verse, I think that <laughs> was my a, idea. A new way to I'm, do it. I'm pretty sure that was my idea because I, I, I also was like, okay, boys, here's how it's gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> executive, executive order. <laughs> so before we wrap, I wanted to ask you a few questions about the Emmys. So first of all, one of the Emmy-nominated episodes of Ted Lasso features the character Rebecca singing your song from Frozen, Let It Go, in a karaoke bar. Uh, what do you think of that episode? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if you've seen our, my Twitter exchange with Hannah. Uh, 
the actress, but we we were obsessed with Ted Lasso. Loved it just like all of the rest of the world did. Um, and then when suddenly, first they mention Frozen in that episode, and we were like, they mentioned us, they mentioned us. And then she sings it, and our whole family. We all just jumped off the couch and went, oh, my God, <laughs> she's singing our song. It was this real, we had forgotten that we had, um, we had said it was okay to license it because they had asked us like a year before and you, we don't remember stuff like that. Yeah, um, whenever, whenever they ask permission for these things, it's always some show you've never heard of. So you're like, okay, I, I don't know that show. Um, same thing happened with uh, Big Little Lies. Oh, which, that's right. Uh, had Avenue Q and Frozen and Book of Mormon. I don't know. I think I, I think we need to have a drink with Reese Witherspoon when she's available. Uh, but it, that was such a, a fun thing. And and Hannah Hannah Waddingham, the actress, is is like my favorite. Uh, she's so she's so beautiful, and she shows us how to walk through the world like goddesses. Um, you know, she's not a girl. She is a woman. As Britney Spears wouldn't have sung at that time. <laughs> <laughs> and that show uh, lives at the intersection of uh, Brene Brown and and sports culture, um, which are, I mean, certainly the Brene Brown side of it are, is a place that that Kristen lives all the time and, and keeps improving my life with. So uh, I'm, I'm just grateful. And, uh, and I, I'm not a sports guy, but I kind of, I kind of understand the, the stunted emotional masculine thing that that show um, is, is also about. And um, I, I just appreciate that show so much. The psychology of, of how to be human, they, they do such a beautiful job, um, you know, talking about the power of vulnerability. And I think Bobby and I spent a lot of time thinking, thinking about, you know, how do we get in our own way? Um, whether it's as songwriters or, or athletes, you know, how do we make sure that we, we aren't stunting ourselves or getting in fixed mindset, uh, which is what Ted Lasso is, is a lot about. So last question about the Emmys. Um, Kristen, should you be holding an Emmy next month? You would be one Tony away from EGOT status. Is that something that's on your mind? Uh, it's not on my mind all the time, no. I mean, someone has, has pointed that out. And, uh, you know, the it's, it's the wonderful thing about being a songwriter um, is that we get to keep growing and playing in these different sandboxes. So we can go from theater to film to TV, uh, which gives us this opportunity um, to to cross cross award lines. But I happen to live with the only living double EGOT, and I know that um, on one hand it's it's a huge honor, and on the other hand he still has to empty the dishwasher every day, and he still has <laughs> to uh, <laughs> still has to exercise, and and chips still have the same amount of calories. Um, no matter how many he eats, so, <laughs> the double E got, if the double E got allowed you to eat as many chips and as much ice cream, um, then, then I'd be like, Oh my God, I gotta get that. <laughs> That's what I thought it, it gave me, but last. It should, it should. That was a little bit of a nonlinear answer. Um, it would be amazing, but I also know how important possible it is to achieve EGOT status and that my my husband has done the impossible twice um, and I don't hold myself to that 
to that level of, of perfection. Um, cause I, that would make me crazy. Congratulations on all of your fantastic work. And, um, it was so much fun talking with the both of you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Carolyn. Me too. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.